Today's episode is sponsored by you and others like you who have pledged a flexible monthly donation through the Urban Achiever Patreon page. Please consider becoming a contributor by visiting patreon.com slash urbanachiever. And thank you for your support. Yeah, what's up, Achievers? It's me, your host and friend, Billy Power. Welcome to the show. This is episode 83, and it's Monday, January 9th, 2017, coming to you uh, mostly live and direct from beautiful Urban Achiever Studios, Radio Free New Jersey, where it is currently 8 degrees. (laughs) It's a little cold here. Folks, it's a frozen tundra. What's amazing is that uh, it only snowed a few inches, less than four inches, probably. Uh, It started snowing uh, yesterday morning when I was on my way to work and then snowed the entire day I was at work. I had to cancel an event that we had that kids uh, practiced and practiced for, so that's never fun. And then I had to, what's normally an hour drive for me, took two brutal hours to come home for less than four inches of snow. Uh, probably mainly because it was less than freezing. It had been less than freezing, so roads were frozen. Everything was sticking. And uh, I got almost all the way home to exit 150 on the Garden State Parkway. And wouldn't you know it, right before my exit, there was an accident. Ah, yes. Crawling, crawling, crawling. (laughs) Going about five miles an hour right when I thought I'd get off. And then, of course, the uh, last leg when you get off and you're on all the, uh, I mean, you think it's bad on the parkway, wait until you get on the uh, side streets uh, where they haven't really plowed. Where I live, I live uh, on a one-way that goes uphill on a dead end. I live on a dead end off of one way that goes up a hill. And uh, so it's never great. Yeah, always uh, one of the last streets to get plowed. And if I had mentioned it before, I have a Toyota Yaris. So I'm not in an SUV. I'm not in a Jeep. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm, I've lived here through winters. I know I have a, an hour-long commute. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, in any case, uh, winter woes, people. It's uh, it's what we deal with here. And uh, it's amazing uh, when it's below freezing how much worse it can be with so much less snow. I mean, I've had we've had times where it's been uh, where we've had a foot or more of snow. And travel's been minimally disrupted uh, with light snow where it's above freezing and it's not really sticking and it just gets slushy and it's sort of like just driving in the rain, really. Uh, Not that bad, but boy, put it down there in the single digits and uh, give a couple of inches there and get it all slipping and sliding and sanding and whatever. And it's a mess. And who knows? I don't mean I don't even feel like leaving the house, but uh, I got to work today. So I got, in fact, I got to work every day this week. I think my next day off is going to be the 23rd, the 20 Monday, the 23rd. Oh boy. I should, it's better not to think about it, isn't it? So I got up this morning and, uh, cleaned off the old cars there and, uh, put a little gas in my wife's car and then, uh, 
went on the treadmill. I've been watching uh, on the treadmill. I've been watching this uh, Oliver Stone series on Netflix. Have you seen this about the uh, it's sort of like the alternate history of the United States? Pretty interesting. It's hard to know. I mean, it's been a long time since I was in history class, so it's hard to know uh, about a lot of that stuff. I know a lot of people don't like him. They think he's uh, super liberal and crazy and whatever, but there's a ton of archival footage on there, and and, uh, I found it to be really interesting, Uh, especially because when I served in the military, I was stationed in Germany. Um, So I was over there. I remember, uh, you know, post-war Germany, and I was there when the Berlin Wall came down, so it was... It's interesting to kind of reflect on some of that stuff. And and also, uh, you know, it's, um, I don't know, how do I put this? <laughs> it's, it's interesting when you look at the history, uh, you know, our modern history with Europe and the war and Hitler and all this stuff. And um, in this particular case, they're kind of building up to uh, the dropping of the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki and uh, kind of what led to that and President Truman and uh, kind of what he was dealing with. And uh, it's it's not hard to see, no matter what your view is, that really in human history, nobody is innocent. <laughs> we all like to act like, uh, you know, they're the bad guys and we're the good guys and and they were wrong and we were right. And and uh, it's even easy, even, uh, you know, all to me, my personal opinion, all war is horrific. Uh, I don't believe in in just war. I believe that uh, no matter what what we do, if we're going to war, we've made a mistake, basically. Anyway, not my intention to get uh, too political here, but basically just to say uh, I had kind of forgotten all the horrible shit that Japan had done before we dropped that bomb on them. <laughs> terrible, terrible to drop the bomb. Horrible. Uh, but boy, they did a lot of atrocious stuff uh, in Russia and other places uh, prior to to that bomb getting dropped. So just a reminder, because I always uh, feel horrible when I see these things about Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and it is horrible. Um, But yeah, everybody's, uh, you know, it's just interesting, the whole idea. And I think about this a lot. I've been thinking about this a lot lately uh, as we go through election cycles and people are, you know, get uber patriotic or not patriotic or or whatever. And uh, it is interesting when you think about it that really, you know, what is a border anyway? I mean, you watch these uh, on the series, you watch these maps where they're like, and then Germany pushed into here and then they pushed into there. And and then uh, at one point, uh, Winston Churchill is like dividing up uh, Eastern Europe with, on a napkin or something with uh, with Stalin. Like, or oh, we're going to give you 75 percent of that. We're going to be. And what if you're somebody that lives in this area? Like, how can you have some sense of. Uh, national pride or whatever with with all these artificial borders that are just set up so arbitrarily based on wars and things like that. I just think that's interesting. And I think that like, uh, you know, even more so if you're a believer and, uh, and you have faith in that kind of thing, it's like, how can, how can you get excited about these borders that are all, they come at such a horrific cost. And, uh, and what does it even mean anyway, especially when you live in the melting pot and everyone's from everywhere, I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm. Uh, I'm against the whole idea of borders. I, I know everybody's afraid and they're scared of what's going to happen and this and that. But uh, when you look at uh, the whole canvas of human history, uh, there sure is a lot of interesting ways to look at that stuff, man. As they're dividing up the pie, unbelievable. Anyway, boy, I, that went dark, man. <laughs> it was not my intention to get uh, so political off here. But this, you know, I'm trying to do with these shows. I'm just kind of. Uh, it's not scripted. 
I just have a few notes about some things I want to talk about. And that's kind of what I have in my head this morning as I look at these maps and they're like, we're going to give you Greece and and we'd like Poland. And OK, well, why don't you take half of this and we're going to take part of this. And it's all just seems like a bunch of bullshit to me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, lo and behold, it was uh, Referees of the Connected World by Werner Herzog. I don't know if you're familiar with this guy. Um but he's a documentarian filmmaker, and uh, this film is basically uh, the history of the Internet since 1969. And he goes through all these different uh, vignettes of, uh, you know, kind of upsides and downsides and what the future might hold. And um, I found it to be uh, very, very interesting. One segment that I thought was really kind of crazy to think about uh, was they had these uh, brain guys that are using the brain scan technology where they're able to, uh, for the first time, uh, if you're not familiar, they're able to look to introduce different kind of stimulus and then kind of see how the brain reacts to those things. So, for instance, listening to music or, uh, you know, watching an image or reading something or whatever, and then they can kind of see in the brain what different kind of areas are activated or light up or whatever. And uh, in the film, they show this example of, I believe it was like a photo of elephants walking versus a picture image. And these two scientists guys uh, were saying they're talking about the universal universality of the alphabet of human thoughts. Let me say that again. The universality of the alphabet of human thoughts. And uh, what they were saying is that the human brain doesn't really distinguish between the moving picture and the written uh, thing. And because of this, they believe that in the future, we will be allowed to uh, tweet our thoughts directly from our brains. <laughs> I don't know what the purpose of that's going to be, but I thought that was kind of crazy. And and if you think about it, it opens up all kinds of uh, other crazy possibilities. I found it to be very interesting. So lo and behold, by Werner Herzog, uh, Reveries of the Connected World. There's some cool stuff in there. Uh, the Tesla car guy was on there and they had self-driving car people on there and robotics and uh, not just internet things, but just talking about um, different aspects of the internet and how it's changed our lives. And uh, I found it to be quite interesting. And then there was this. Testing, testing, one, two. Meow. Nice more guitar. Hey, we're not. This was your fucking idea. You back out now, I tell him you're Jewish. Go. Even ladies and gentlemen, we are the rights or the aren't rights. Either one. Don't take that! Fucking over, let's just go. Can't mistake you for yourself. It ain't hard, girl, just spike your hair, but a jack still lives inside your head. Nazi punks, Nazi punks, Nazi punks. Fuck up! Nazi punks, Nazi punks, Nazi punks. Fuck up! We come to fight, get out of here. You ain't no better than bouncers. We get drunk, we please, we ain't gonna come today, not again. Nazi punks, Nazi punks, Nazi punks. Fuck up! Nazi punks, Nazi punks, Nazi punks. Fuck up!
Thank you. That was a cover. All right. So that's a clip from the movie Green Room by Jeremy Saulnier. Uh, pretty sure that's how you say his name. It sounds like it's from uh, Louisiana. I apologize if it's not correct. Uh, Green Room movie. Uh, Aaliyah Shawkat, uh, who you might know as maybe from Arrested Development, uh, is in that movie along with some other uh, great actors. And uh, it's basically the what the movie says it's about is a punk rock band is forced to fight for survival after witnessing a murder at a neo-Nazi skinhead bar. And that clip uh, was the band playing Nazi punks fuck off by the dead Kennedys to a room full of Nazis. Anyway, uh, I don't want to give away uh, too much about that movie, but if you like the uh, horror uh, you know, murder, uh, drama, uh, kind of genre. And you like punk rock. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. It was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that's green room movie, Jeremy Saulnier. Now, uh, because I enjoyed that movie and I kind of did a little bit of reading about Jeremy and found out that he does come, uh, kind of, he kind of came up in the punk scene. And uh, there's a guy that's in that movie that's also in uh, his other movie, uh, this guy named Macon Blair. Um, I saw his other movie called Blue Ruin, um, which uh, was very highly regarded by critics. I thought it was just okay. Uh, Not as good as Green Room, but maybe I just connected more with the material Green Room because it was kind of punkish. but uh, that the movie Blue Ruin uh, is uh, described as an ominous piece of news sends a drifter, uh, played by Macon Blair, who I just mentioned, back to his hometown to exact brutal and inept <laughs> revenge for the deaths of his parents. Um, there is a scene with a gnarly attempted do-it-yourself surgery, uh, which is pretty uh, epic. Um, I didn't like it as much as the green room, but I also thought it was pretty cool and interesting. Um, there is some gruesome stuff. Both movies have some just gnarly, uh, gruesome, um, blood and guts kind of thing. So if you're not into that, it's probably not for you. Uh, but if you like that kind of dramatic tension and, uh, kind of unique storytelling of both of these definitely had kind of unique plots that I had never seen before, which I thought was cool. Um, yeah. So check those out by Jeremy Saulnier, green room and blue ruin. Uh, speaking of brutal, I just also saw the movie Sicario, uh, with Benicio del Toro. That's about drug trade and the CIA and holy crap, that movie was gnarly. Um, I also really enjoyed that. I don't know. I don't know what's with me lately and all these, uh, gnarly, uh, bloody, gnarly nuts movies. Um, but there's just, I don't even want to give anything away, but there's just like gruesome things. I mean, I'm sure you've heard stories about, uh, in, uh, South America and Mexico about the cartels and how they behead people and hang people off of bridges and, and all kinds of, it's just all in there. And, uh, it's crazy. Uh, I thought that was really well done. Really cool. Definitely, uh, enjoyed that one as well. If I have not mentioned it before uh, in previous episodes, I will be uh, putting links to all these uh, movies and, and and books and any kind of stuff that I discussed during these uh, Monday shows. Uh, so you will be able to check out all those uh, wherever you consume those different things. I, uh, As far as books go, I'm definitely a, a Kindle app person these days. Um, and then uh, typically Netflix or Amazon, uh, Amazon Video. Because uh, I have an Amazon Prime account that I got free for being a student. Speaking of being a student, I'm excited. In a couple of weeks here, I'm going to start my 16-week audio production uh, class. 
Um, some of you may be thinking, but Billy, don't you already know about audio production? Don't you, in fact, produce your own podcast? I do. I do. That's true. Uh, but I do not have a mixing board and I do not have outboard gear. I have a couple pieces, but I don't have really a bunch of uh, compressors and patch bays and all kind of stuff. So I'm excited to get in the studio. They have a brand new multi-million dollar facility at the school here. Um, and I'm hoping that I'll be able to do some recording. So that'll be cool. Um, learning how all that stuff works. So I have a general knowledge of all that kind of stuff and I've always wanted to get in there. That's going to be a small class size. Like I mentioned, a brand new facility. So should be cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um, the rest of this month is going to be nuts. Um, so you can look forward to hearing about my crazy uh, month for my uh, regular job at the School of Rock. It's the end of show season. Uh, so we got a bunch of performances at the end of this month with a print show and a Led Zeppelin show and another mixed show that's like uh, Radiohead and Muse and and uh, the Killers. And uh, got like seven different performances at uh, all different clubs. And uh, so it's going to be a little crazy. It's just going to try to grind on through through January here into February and hope that I don't have too many snow cancellations. Anyway, gang, uh, that's it for me today. Uh, I am, uh, for those of you who are interested, I will be interviewing uh, Josh Kemble of the band Dogwood here in a couple hours when I get done with this. And you can look forward to that coming out on Friday, hopefully, uh, barring any technical issues. Um, so, yeah, so that's that. All right, that's it for today. Hope you uh, enjoyed those recommendations. I hope wherever you are, it's warmer than where, where it is where I'm at. <laughs> where uh, Let's see. Let's check the temperature again, shall we? Oh, oh still 8 degrees. It, it looks like it might get up to 24, though. It's going to be a low of 10, though. I'm going to warm up midweek. I'm going to look forward to that. Oh, man, I am old. I'm talking about the weather. Oh, forget about that. Uh, please, I've been hearing from some of you. Uh, always feel free to reach out to me at Billy at UrbanAchieverShow.com. That's Billy at UrbanAchieverShow.com. If you go to the website, uh, there is a link at the top there if you want to make it easy on yourself. Uh, the website is mobile friendly, um, so you can do that. And uh, please connect with me on Instagram at UrbanAchieverPC, where you can find out about new episodes. Please join the email list at UrbanAchieverShow.com, uh, also at BillyPower.com. You can uh, read about everything that I have going on. You can also contact me through a contact form on there if you can't remember. Uh, thank you to those of you who have been reaching out, commenting about the shows. I really appreciate it. It's good to have your feedback. And uh, like I mentioned, we will be back on Friday with Josh Campbell from Dogwood, who has some reunion shows coming up with MXPX in California. And uh, what else? Uh, as always, the theme show music was my boy, my boy, Ethan Luck. Boy, I'm having a hard time talking today. Anyway, till next time, keep up the good work. I'm proud of you. <laughs>